Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Well, welcome back to our study of the book of Proverbs, and we are in chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 21. So let's, let's read our text, and then, um, and then we'll go to the Lord and pray. Now remember, in our praying, this is not just something, a young person, that you do uh, because it's what preachers do before they preach. Um, we're actually going to meet with God. We're going to call upon the name of the Lord, and we're going to ask Him to give us understanding, to help us not only to know what's written here, but also to, to apply it to our lives. So let's look at chapter 3, verse 21. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this great privilege to teach. I thank you for the privilege of, of just having your word, being able to study it. I thank you most of all for Jesus Christ, our Savior. For him, Lord. And I pray for the young people who are, are watching this. Dear God, please, please, raise up for yourself a generation of, of men and women who love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, who are utterly and completely devoted to your Son. Help us, Lord. Do a work in our day, in the midst of all the, the trouble, all the turmoil of this age. Do a great work. And Father, I pray for the parents who are listening. Oh, dear God, bless them. I pray that you would conform them to the image of Christ and that they would devote themselves to cultivating the mind of Christ. I pray especially for the fathers, for the husbands, that they would lead their families, that they would do so with Christ-like integrity, humility. Now, Father, help us with this passage. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let's begin in verse 21. It says, my son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. First of all, he's talking to his son, his child, about wisdom and discretion. Wisdom, the simplest way to define it would be this. It is the practical application of, of biblical knowledge, the practical application of truth. You see, it's not enough just to know things in your head. You've got to be able to work those things through 
in our daily life. Because remember, young person, it's not just about knowledge. Knowledge is important, but it goes beyond knowledge. It's about living in a manner that is pleasing to God, walking as Christ walked. Now, the other word that's used here is discretion, which is commonly associated with wisdom. And discretion has to do with the ability uh, to discern, to think, to move with caution, to make proper decisions. Now, how do we gain this? Well, look what he says in verse 21. Let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. There's two things that I want to point out. But first, I want to point out something else. Just the word, my son. And you can also put in here, my, my daughter. My son, my daughter. Uh, I'm a parent. And I have children. One just left for college. And um, I can tell you that if you have normal parents, that you are most precious to them. And so here we see a father who loves his child, loves his child very much. And, and so this is not just some cold instruction. This is a father pleading with his child to learn the ways of God, to apply the ways of God, because that father wants the best for his child, you see. And, and that's why I'm here today. Um, I don't know you, but I'm, I want the best for you, just like I want the best for my children. And I know that best is in the very center of God's will. And to the degree that they deviate from that, they will suffer harm. Now, also remember, uh, I'm talking to you young people that I'm teaching you principles, biblical principles, but never forget this. These biblical principles drive us to the Savior. We cannot be saved. We cannot be saved through just our ability to know the book of Proverbs and, and live it out. We are saved only by faith in Jesus Christ. So never forget that. Every page of our Bibles well, every page is about Christ in some way, some shape, form or fashion. It is leading us to Christ. Remember what I said, the law shows us we're sinners and drives us to Christ, the Savior. Proverbs tells us we're foolish and drives us to Christ, the Savior. And then Christ sends us back to the wisdom of Proverbs that we might learn how to walk in this uh, dark age. So he says, my son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Now, here's something that I want to point out to you, and it is so very, very important. One thing is you need to labor to acquire wisdom. You need to work at it. It is something that, you know, um, I'm a minister of Christ, so my daily activity is, is, is studying the Word, studying the Word, studying the Word. But here's something that you've got to understand that is so very important. I not only have to learn or take hold of the knowledge of God, I have to expend energy to do that, but I also have to expend energy to keep it. One of the things you'll notice, especially as you get into the New Testament, but also in the Old, you'll see the word remember, 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 remember. And so it's not just enough to learn this and kind of put it on a shelf. 
like a book you've said you've read, then you put it on a shelf and you don't really remember what it said. No, we've got to labor. We've got to strive. We've got to expend energy to understand the will of God, but then we've got to keep it. And, and look what he says here. He says, let them not vanish from your sight. Now, it, it can also be in the ESV, it says, my son, do not lose sight of these. My, in the NET, the New English Translation, my child, do not let them escape from your sight. Now, let's look at these, these two things. Do not lose sight of these. You know, there's a saying in um, combat sports and, and in the military. You know that everyone has a plan until the first punch is thrown or everyone has a plan until the first shot is fired and then there's just mass confusion. Well, that's kind of the way it is in our lives. Do you understand that? It really is. You can sit here and study the Bible. You can think about it. You can meditate on it, but you've also got to cultivate the ability to keep it. And to keep that knowledge of God, keep those promises of God, especially when the world around you is falling apart. He says, do not lose sight of these. You know, when, when a ship is coming into shore, but, but there's just clouds everywhere, the captain has to strain and strain to try to see the light of the lighthouse so that he doesn't shipwreck. So when we study the Bible, we realize that, yeah, we may be studying it in our room or in a library or in our office where everything is very, very calm. But the purpose of the Bible is to guide us when there's no calm, when we're in the midst of the storm. And it's so easy to lose sight of what the Bible says. And so that's why we study the scriptures, we meditate on the scriptures, and we memorize the scriptures. Another thing that's very important I want to point out here, and uh, I'm pretty old, but I do this. And so you being young probably need to do it just as much. And that is, I'm not meant to live the Christian life by myself. And as a fallible human being, I can lose sight of what God has said. I can lose sight of his commands, of his wisdom, of his promises. And that's why I need godly people in my life. Um, I need to be in a godly church where people can, can, can counsel me. When they see me confused and, and, and in the midst of a battle, they can give me a sound word from God's scripture. Um, I have friends around me. I have my wife who is full of good counsel. And even now that I have older sons, I have one that is uh, about to turn 17 and another that just left for college at 19, I can also receive good counsel from them. And so we have to be very, very careful not only to learn, but to not lose sight of these. Now, the New English translation translates it this way. My child, do not let them escape from your sight. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, for about 11 years, I lived in the country of Peru, and I would frequent the jungle. We would make trips to do uh, training of pastors and things like that. Um, I lived in Lima, but we would often uh, make these trips into the very, very remote areas of Peru. And so in doing that, especially on the Amazon, um, I saw many kind of exotic animals, and one of the animals that, that most stands out for me is the sloth. 
Now, uh, there's no way I can exaggerate how slow this animal moves. Uh, if you come up behind one, because some, some of the people who lived there in the jungle had them as pets, if you came up behind one and tapped them on the head, it would literally take that sloth 30 seconds or 40 seconds or even more to get his hand from here to the top of his head. I mean, that's how slow they moved. But um, the tribal people that, that I was around, they would laugh about something. And it was this, if you watch a sloth very carefully, it moves very slow. But if you turn away from the sloth for even a few seconds, it disappears. And um, in a way, that's a good, a good lesson for us or a good illustration of, of studying the scriptures. You know, if we keep our eyes on it, it will remain with us. But if we allow our eyes to go astray and we begin to pay more attention to, to other things, other voices, other opinions, or we simply neglect the study and meditation upon the Word of God, it will escape us. It will. We'll be kind of like, uh, you know, I heard a preacher say one time, you know, when Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost and he quotes from the book of Joel, wouldn't it have been sad if he'd have gone, you know, and, and, and the prophets say in the last days and then totally forgot the text and said to someone, could you go to the temple and bring me a scroll so I can read it? But the fact of the matter is the word was in his heart and the word needs to be in our heart. So he says, keep your eyes fixed on wisdom. That's our first responsibility. And secondly, he says in verse 21, not only um, that we should keep our eyes on wisdom, but it says keep sound wisdom and discretion. The word keep, one of the best translations of that word is to safeguard it. And that is also, we find that all throughout scripture, that we need to guard the word of God in our heart. So I want to look at two things here. Number one, <clears throat> well, three things. We need to study. We need to learn. But then we need to keep our eyes on what we learn. You don't just read through the Bible once. You read through the Bible all the days of your life. And when you get to the book of Revelation, you start all over again. So we need to learn. But then we need to keep our eyes on what we learn. But then when it talks about safeguarding the word of God in our heart, what we need to see is that it shouldn't just be a superficial reading. Um, our heart refers to the most profound part of us, the very essence of, of who we are. It's kind of like our control center. And we need to so study the word and meditate upon the word that it literally is like locked away in our heart. Um, sometimes people have used this phrase. We need to be careful with it because there's only one incarnation, and that is Jesus Christ. But incarnating the word that the word literally becomes a part of us. And, and young person, that's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in a year. This is something that we labor with all the days of our lives, all the days of our lives. But I can tell you this, it is worth it. I've never met a person who's, who on their deathbed regretted that they spent too much time studying God's word or too much time in prayer. And so he tells us our first responsibility with regard to wisdom 
is keep our eyes fixed on wisdom and then to treasure it or guard it in our heart. Now, before we move on to verse 22, uh, just look at, let's see, chapter 4, verse 21. And look what it says again. Um, the book of Proverbs repeats itself a lot, but it's not because it's confused. The book of Proverbs repeats itself a lot because these matters are so important. And you and I usually don't get it on the first time we read it, the second time we read it. And so we need to hear it over and over again. He says in verse 21 of chapter 4, Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the very midst of your heart. I mean, um, I've said this before, and, and, and I just said it, but let, let me elaborate a little. Imagine that your heart is the control center of your emotions, of your will, of your actions. So if it's the control center, then whatever controls this heart of yours is going to control your decisions, your emotions, and the things that you do. Well, you live in a world in which 16 hours a day, most of us are awake and we're being constantly bombarded with wrong voices, wrong opinions. And then our, if we listen to our own heart, I mean, if we listen to just you know, the way that seems right unto us, we, we will also go astray. So what we need is to constantly feed upon the word of God. Okay? So, our response to wisdom is that we keep our eyes fixed on wisdom and that we treasure or guard wisdom in the most profound part of our being. Now, before we go on to the promises in the next lesson, I just want to talk to you for a second about something. Um, I'm doing these lessons because I see so much of the world crumbling around us. I'm doing these lessons because I, I'm seeing so much of what has been called Christianity turning away from even the fundamental <clears throat> essential doctrines of the faith. I'm doing these because, because the only way to correct the problem in this world today, the only way is through the Word of God and the work of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. And young person, I can tell you, you, you may be navigating into a world in the future that will be very, very difficult. And the only way you're going to be strong is in the power of the Holy Spirit through submission to the Lord Jesus Christ and being wise in the word of God. I'm doing this in order to prepare you. Not just to prepare you to do well in church, but to prepare you to do well in life. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and to live that out daily. Now, many of you are very young. You don't, you're probably not thinking about, um, you know, what you're going to do for a living or, or 
a family, a wife, a husband, children. But all that will come one day. And all of it, even your, your finances, your entertainment, everything, it needs to be submitted to the scriptures. Now, the one who is teaching you, me, <laughs> I have obeyed the scriptures and seen blessing. And I have also disobeyed the scriptures um, to my regret and to my loss. Any person other than Jesus Christ, if they're honest, they're going to tell you that. And obedience produces many wonderful things. Disobedience, many heartbreaks. And so I'm not here just because, you know, I want to teach the Bible. I want to teach the Bible for the glory of God. And I want to teach the Bible, young person, so that so that you will have a blessed life. You may enter into a time of rebellion uh, with your parents. And you're not going to see that everything that they're telling you is simply because they love you and they want your life to be full, not empty, but full. And that fullness is found only in Christ and in his word. So we'll begin in our, our next lesson uh, with verses 22 through 24, hopefully. So God bless you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.